Hey, Jim, what you doing? Making a podcast. Want to join me? You bet. Welcome to the Live It Well podcast, where we hope our stories help you better understand yours. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Scott. Jamie, how good a morning is it right now? It's a very tired morning. Yeah? You yeah. Got, we, this is like the first decent night's sleep we got in a while. Decent? I went to bed at 11 p.m. Going to bed at 11 p.m. is never a decent night's sleep. Yeah. I fair. haven't slept in a normal time for like two weeks. What would be what your ideal? Right like, what's your ideal go to bedtime? 9 p.m. Actually sleeping? Yep. So, like, what time would you get in bed then? 8.30. That's unreal. What time would you get up in that perfect ideal world? 6 a.m. So 8.30 in bed, sleeping at 9, 9 hours sleep, up at 6 a.m. Yep. All right. I don't think I could do that. I, I mean... You don't need as much sleep as I do. It's true, and also... You love to sleep in, but you don't need as much sleep as I do. It's true. That's very true. And I like staying up a little later than you. Women need more sleep than men in general. Is that true? It's true. How do you know? There's a lot of more things happening inside it's of true. our bodies. It's Hormones really good and things like that. We absolutely need more sleep. Is I that an always thing or is it like always. child rearing years or is it? Always. Oh, that makes sense. And who gets more sleep out of the two of us? Likely you. Uh, I'll bet our beds would say the opposite. Well, <laughs> I don't think our bed thing works very well. Oh, yeah, the measuring thing. Uh, so, Jamie, I have a question for you. Oh, great. I know, your favorite. Uh, so what is, let's, let's say a couple. What's a couple expectations you had going into marriage that I absolutely don't meet up, right? It's not something I do. And, it, you know, a, a simple example could be that I don't take your car to get it washed every Sunday. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my dad used to, every Sunday night, he would take my mom's car, get gas in it in a car wash, then he would drive home, and then he would get in his car and do the same thing. That does not happen in our marriage. If Scott gets me gas before it's gone, we're winning at life. All right, two things. One, we get gas like 32 times a week because we run people everywhere and all that. So it's a little different than your mom getting gas once a week. And we have the car wash thing and you go through like four times a week. No, I do not. The subscription thing or whatever. you get. To I go mean, through. I do have one, but I don't go through four times a week. I would go through every day if I could. Why don't you? I don't know. Because I don't drive over there sometimes. It's probably not good for your car anyway. Okay, so... Um, expectations. We did this in our small group and the, some of the answers were very interesting. Um, but one of the expectations I had going into marriage, I think was like, I can remember in college, we would just like sit in our car and talk for hours on end. And now if I can get you to answer a question, I'm doing good. So, wow. That's probably one expectation. I guess I thought we would just like, we also didn't have cell phones like we have now. And I feel like that's just a big lose for everybody in the world. It's true. It's a good point. The amount I see people on their cell phones, whether it's you and I or out on a date night with friends, if I could, I would ban cell phones from the world. I just think, I think they're, I used to think they were as equally as good as they are bad. And now I'm just like on the, their crap train. Hmm. So. All right. Here we are. So uh, I don't sit and talk with you in cars for hours. Or anywhere really. For wow. Hours. Okay. Uh, what else? Is there anything else you could think of that's an expectation that just... And part of this is, it's not even uh, that I'm, like, failing as a husband, although obviously in those two areas <laughs> I am. It's that there's the... It's just we have expectations that are not reasonable or, or like, just what we think marriage is going to be. Well, I think one of the other things... This is simple and it's not a big deal to me, but 
um, one of the things I used to, like my dad had very defined roles and my mom had defined roles and they always did those things. Sure. And I don't know if they like sat down and talked about it one day or if it just like happened or. So like, are we talking about like the dishes? Like, yeah, like my, my dad always took out the garbage, like always took out the garbage, the dumpsters, the like, that was just his thing. My sure. Mom, I don't think I ever saw my mom take out the garbage. And then I'm trying to think of other things like where you do take out the gar- to the garbage, the oh, dumpster. Yeah. And I a lot of times take the dumpster down, even though that's our son's job, because, you know, teenagers are really great at following through on their their Ouch. jobs. So I'm getting thrown on the bus. Teenagers <laughs> getting thrown under the bus. It's been a long week. You just better be careful. <laughs> My coffee's only Buckle a, up. a quarter gone. Do you think the circumstances of our lives dictate that we don't have defined roles? Do you think the world we live in define makes it so we don't have defined roles? Like, what do you think that is? I think it's we probably don't. our generation. It's probably the fact that you grew up with a single parent who did everything. It's probably like a little bit of all those things. Yeah, I what, do stay home, so like the expectation is probably that I would do more around the house, which I, I do. But like the trash is a good example of you staying home, which is if we both left at eight a.m. and both came back at five p.m., it would be much more reasonable for me to be the person who always took out the trash. But like at ten thirty, the garbage might be full and you take it out or thing like I just I'm trying to figure out it's, it's not just that but yeah of course I mean not. my mom didn't work for a time and then she worked on hours like off hours from my dad oh, like that's right. so it really that had nothing to do with it for them I think for them it was probably more generate like like there were defined male jobs and defined female jobs and that's just not how the world is now that's true like my mom cooked and did dishes wasn't like I don't know she just did the more like Homemaker like, role kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Where we male roles that like back, you know, in the fifties and sixties was like defined as like women's jobs and men's jobs. Where I try to cook I like cooking. So I cook some and then I we try to make it so whoever cooks does not clean up. That's not always the case. Sometimes you want things cleaned up really well, so then you want to do it because you don't want to redo things from the kids or, or from me probably. I mean I always want things done really well and but some days I'm just too tired to care. That's fair. Uh, Jamie, this, well, I want to just say one more thing about the expectation thing, which is I think one of the biggest problems or the biggest challenges we face in marriage is that we have all these expectations of what we think marriage is or will be or what our partner is going to be or all those things. And in reality, some of those expectations are unfair. Some of those expectations are unrealistic. And some of them are just, uh, I don't know, I think sometimes it's our unmet expectations of like what we daydreamed about in our pre-marriage days that create some of the problems that we deal with in marriage going forward. And so I like the idea of having these conversations about expectations because we can kind of lay down the ones that don't make sense, try to meet the ones that do make sense and kind of work that through. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, We had a really interesting restaurant experience this week. And I'm going to use the word interesting. I know you're going to use a much more negative word, which is fine. But I'm going to say it was interesting. And it was an experience. And I, uh, as we've gotten older, I've become really aware and really appreciate experience just in general. And so sometimes stuff that's bad is also good because of the experience that comes out of it. So we went to a restaurant that's new. And uh, it was, it's a really small restaurant, not a lot of tables. You're not going to name it, are you? I'm not. Okay. No. Um, and it was, it's... So I'm just boring. I'm just, we got to set the tone here. Like I love food and I love eating out, but I'm a super simple person. Like I don't, 
Like he has a dish at every restaurant we go to, and that's what he orders every time. We Most go. of the time, Most yeah. Of. I try to change things up, but like I have, there's five, like five dishes. It wouldn't matter what what was special or anything. If we go to, there's an Italian restaurant in town called Terza. If we go there, it's chicken parm. It's not a question. It's awesome. I mean, it's spectacular food. If we go to Mango Thai, it is always going to be cashew chicken, like spicy, triple hot, triple hot. So, like, I do have some of those things. But then other places, like, I like trying new places. So we went with our friends. New restaurant, super cool inside. Had a really cool feel. I mean, maybe 10 tables in the restaurant. How, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your input on just the experience as a whole? I actually think this could be Stupid Fight of the Week because we had, it's not, we have a different one. But, um, because, you know, there were several. It's fine. (laughs) Um, The... The way that we experienced the restaurant was fairly equal, I feel like. Like, we both were pretty unhappy. It wasn't, like, the best experience. It wasn't the best food. You know, it was small portions, which, you know, we kind of, we saw a lot of this coming in. But the way that Scott talks about it now is as if you should actually probably try it yourself. When, like, we all left saying we would never go back and we would never recommend the restaurant. But, you know, Scott's nine comes out and he's like, uh, it wasn't bad. It was okay. It was just this, like, no, it was terrible. It was a zero out of ten on a scale of everything, except actually maybe it was a two out of ten because the decor and the ambiance was phenomenal. Jamie lives in a world, though, where restaurants are either zero or ten. Absolutely. Like, it's the greatest or it's the worst. And my issue is, and this is something... Let me give you a different example first, and then I'll come back to this. I used to be somebody that when the Vikings stunk, I would want the, co- the coach fired. Like, I'd be like, fire the coach. The coach stinks. Fire him. And when I started working, I worked at a restaurant in downtown Minneapolis for a lot of years, and a lot of pro athletes and coaches and things would come in. And all of a sudden, I would see a coach. The head coach of the Vikings would come in, and his family would be having dinner with him. And I'm like, wait a second. That guy's a human being. He has a family. Like, there's a lot at, there's a lot at stake here. So part of our conversation about this restaurant and whether I'm going to, you know, be super harsh or not is there are people's, like, it's humans behind I get us. that, but when the owner of the restaurant completely blows you off, yeah. like, I'm over it. I'm sorry, I, I but your humanity is gone because I am the customer, and I believe what you want is more customers, more sales in the restaurant business. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe you don't, but I... She completely blew me out. I literally, I was like, hey, are you the owner? And she's like, I'm one of them. And then completely blew off my request as a customer well, after I had spent $150. So let's talk about that part. On, it was four of us. So it wasn't like one meal was $150. But the four of us, our bill came up to $150 when the bill came out. And all we wanted to do was order a couple of the well, burgers. Well, let's explain that part of it. That so, are available at the bar. So here's what happened is we ordered like five or six different things on the menu, which by the way, this is a super fancy food restaurant. So when I talk about it, like, we had to Google what the food was in a few different cases. We had to ask the, the server who didn't really know a lot, but she was trying. It's a very new restaurant. And so we asked a bunch of questions. But um, we were sitting at a table that was about, now remember, I said there was 10 tables. It's like six feet from the bar. Our really tall friend who was with us could probably have touched the bar from his chair if so he really Just tried. to set the tone. Like, it's not like there's a bar room and then there's a... Okay, so it's right there. They had two things on a chalkboard that was the bar menu. And they had a cheeseburger and they had a roast beef sandwich and... Ch- it was roast beef and cheddar with horseradish. 
and I really wanted to have the roast beef and cheddar with horseradish. So let's backtrack. We first get to the restaurant, and I got there first because I was coming from the golf course, and you three came separately. And so I sat down, and I asked the question, hey, just curious, is, can we order the bar food at the table? And she goes, yeah, no, you can't. I'm like, okay. And I think that's a stupid answer. Like, I hate everything about that answer. So she then, later on, we've ordered food. We're six items in. And we ask the question again. And we say, hey, can we, can we order the bar food? Now we bought all this other food. Can we now order the bar food? She goes, well, if you want to get up and go over to the bar and what's She the- said, if you want to pop a squat at the bar. And we all know what that means. And I know I do not ever want to do that. What? You need to say what it means because I'm not sure this is like 100% everybody knows. They should, but anyway. Pooping in the woods. Okay. Is what, that's you, what you, you can pop a squat when you pee too, right? Okay. I don't For know. Girls, but whatever. Okay. It's like a camping thing that people say, and it doesn't belong in restaurants. So she said that we should get up and move. And at that point, I wanted to, I was interested in trying dessert just because I wanted the full experience. And I also wanted to try that stupid roast beef sandwich. And we couldn't have the roast beef sandwich, and then I was This gone. is when the owner walked by, so yes. I actually grabbed the owner. And you said, hey, we sh- you guys should make those available at the other tables. And she said... Yeah, no, then we'd just be selling burgers. We'd se- we only make a few each night. We only make a few each night. I'm like, oh, oh, that'd be terrible if you were selling a bunch of food <laughs> at your restaurant. That sounds like a tragedy. I don't know. I was just, like, so annoyed with her response. She was like, oh, no, we would never do that. Okay, well, you will never get us back in your restaurant. Well, and it's funny because we have another restaurant in town, and I will name this one too. So, and we had friends we had dinner with last night that actually don't love this restaurant, which I was surprised, but it's called Blue Duck, and it's kind of fancier food too. It's interesting. You have to ask questions. It's a a menu that changes all the time, and they have like fancy food in there. Oysters. Uh, Oysters. If if oysters is your specialty, you're fancy for the shawls. I don't, I think oysters are absolutely disgusting. I cannot believe human beings eat them, and they're expensive. So we sit down, we eat at this restaurant, and we notice that you saw the last time we were there that they had a bar menu. And so we asked They had like these fancy hot dogs, like cool toppings, you know, like, I don't know, blue cheese and tomato or whatever. Just like fancy, you know, poutine covered hot dog. I don't know. So when we were there last time, we ordered a hot dog along with all our other food. And so in my mind, I'm like, hey, the bar menu is like a bar menu. But if you sit down and have dinner, you can also order the bar food. And so just set the expectation. I was so annoyed. And I like this goes back to the humanity of everything. I want restaurants to make it. I especially care about restaurants in our town. I want things to thrive. I want restaurants to come here. And then we had an experience like this. And I was totally bummed. Yeah, it's a bummer. We were excited about it. It's a really, really cute place. But. So then we left the restaurant. And what did we do, Jamie? Oh, my word. This is actually embarrassing that we're saying this on well, this podcast. And you should podcast. almost like, say what I said two hours before we got to oh, the restaurant. Well, first. we get a text on the way. So I rode with our friends because Scott was at a golf thing. And we met. And we rode with our friends. And we get a text that basically said, I call Wendy's after <laughs> if this goes bad or something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, right. We're not eating at Wendy's. Whatever. No, no, we did not eat at Wendy's. We ate at Snappy Stop after we spent $150 on food. Because we couldn't have the dumb roast beef sandwich. And by the way, Snappy Stop, fantastic. I love that place. It Snappy makes me super Stop happy. is not that good. It's great. It's like, so for those of you who don't know, it's just a standalone building. And it's just a drive-through, and there's a window on one side and a window on another. I mean, you can walk up to it. Too. Oh yeah, it does say that now. I don't. Th- yeah, so you just pull up or you walk up to it. But it's not like you can't go inside at all. You can't sit down anywhere. It's just a drive-through, 
They have the best fries. They have really good burgers, and it's really basic, and I love it. And I loved it since I was a little kid. From there used to be two, right? There used to be two. Yeah, that one. Didn't it become like Lumen Coffee and yeah. then something else? But North the one North. that we went to has always, as far as I can remember, always been there. So family it's, run. It's nostalgic for Scott. It's it's fine. It's I don't even know if it's edible, but it's fine. Oh, edible. It's excellent. What are you <laughs> talking about? What? Oh. I'd rather eat McDonald's. I see, this goes back to the nostalgia piece. I think McDonald's is the worst. Like, I think McDonald's is so Every bad. Every time I see the Golden Arches, like, my body is, like, I don't know. Like, I get excited. But yeah. it goes back to nostalgia. Talk about yep. that for just a second. I mean, you went there. It was sp- the only place we ate out as a kid. Like, we did not eat out. Well, when we were at our cabin, we did at some local places in Garrison area. But we never ate out when we were at home. Like, my mom cooked always. Or my dad. My dad did our meals when my mom worked. But, um, yeah, we would go to the dentist, and on dentist nights, we would always go to McDonald's. And, I don't know, it was just my dad's place. Unless we were visiting my grandma, and then we went to Burger King and got Whoppers. Did you like Burger King? I did, yeah. I like- It was like a different... It, it's different. It's totally different. It's so weird that it's the same thing, but it's totally different. Totally different. Yeah. We should do... Uh, I'm going to write this down, but let's do a fast food ranking here one of these oh, times. Oh, gosh. That'll be, be super so fun. fun. Taco Bell's going to be number one, obviously, and Snappy Stuff will be number two, but Taco other than that. Uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. This week, we have a special guest in our home, and it's our nephew. Woohoo! And his name's Cullen, and he is a party in a box, like, just ready to happen. So what we decided is we're going to have Cullen on the podcast to be our very first guest. And then our middle daughter felt bad for herself because she hasn't been on yet. So she might make an appearance also. We'll see if yeah, we let we'll her. See. We'll She's see. like, I think you should do a middle children episode. So wow. it might be a middle children episode. We'll cool. see. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll come back with the very first interview on our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with our nephew, Colin. Colin, Mark, what's up? What's up? So, Cully Bear, we, uh, we refer to him as Cully Bear basically since he was born. Uh, you have lived with us for the last week and a little bit. How has it gone so far? It's gone really good. Yeah, I like it. What's something fun you did this week? Uh, on the go-karts and mini-golf. And... Go-karts and mini-golf? What was your favorite? Uh, go-karts. Okay, and how old are you? 13. Who beat you on the go-karts? Uh, well... Scott, barely. But you won once, too. I don't know why she's throwing shade right now. Yeah, I did. Who beat you on the mini golf course? Uh, everyone. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Me. Cull- that answer is me, Jamie. <laughs> Cully had a hard time keeping it on the course, so that was a big challenge. Uh, what else, Cully? What else have you done since you've been here? Uh, tell us, you know, better yet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about you. Um, you know... Like football, hockey. Cully, you're a party in a box, and right now you're just like not a party in a box. We need to see the real Cully Bear come out here. Let's tell us a little bit about you. Um, not there's a lot to know, but yeah, that's that's really it. <laughs> you're hilarious. Cullen has two sides to him, and I've noticed it this week. There's this like shy side where he. He kind of turns into my brother, who's a little bit introverted and doesn't really want to talk to people. And then there's the party in a box. And right now we're, we're talking to the shy Cully, except he's dancing. So the party's a little bit there, but you can't see that. So Cully, 
Now that we've talked about your two sides, what side are you most often? Are you the shy guy or you are the party in the box more often? Party in the box, I'd say. We agree. Uh, so has it been like on a scale of one to 10, how has your time here been with us? 10. 10? Dang. Thanks, bro. Uh, what, what's the best meal you've had here? Um, you know, the f- first night was really good meal like that. What was it? Uh, yeah, pork tacos. The, the pork tacos were pretty excellent, I will say. They were my favorite meal, too. Yep. I'd like to ask, like, when you first came here, you told me some things about, about your home life that maybe you can just share a little bit. What's different about home than here? Like, what's something my brother does that we don't do here or something? Uh, oh, we don't use a dishwasher. They don't use the dishwasher. <laughs> what? Why don't you use the dishwasher? I don't know. We just, uh, when we're done eating, we just like clean it off in the sink and put it back. And my dad just doesn't want to deal with all that. Yeah, no, then no one has to empty the dishwasher. Is that the thought? Yep. Okay, okay, interesting. What about the blinds? Is it lighter in our house or, than your house? Or? Yep, lots. Why is that? I don't know, because like, I don't, he just doesn't like the shades open. So, you know, it gets too hot inside or something. He sounds like my dad. That's what my dad used to say. Interesting. So in case you didn't know, Cully is Jamie's brother's son. I can't remember if I said that earlier or not. And I don't have any siblings. So Jamie's brother's kids are only nieces and nephews. What are we doing tomorrow, Cully Bear? Uh, golfing. Okay. Tell me about the golf. What's the plan? Like, how's this, like, what's the teams look like? Do you know anything about this? Uh, well, all I know is that we're going to beat you, so. So it's, it, he's. Yeah, it's the kids, and I say the kids, so it's, it's Nixon, my oldest son, or our oldest son, and then it's uh, his buddy Trent, and he's got a buddy too, and I can't remember his name, and then Cullen's playing on their team, and then I've got a bunch of buddies. I've got Ryan and Austin and Mike DeBolt are all playing with me, and there's a contest between the, the, the boys and the men. Jamie, who do you think is going to win? The men, no question. <laughs> That's my girl. Uh, we're doing it for a charity event. I'm really excited to be a part of it and excited to be, um, playing with the kids. You want to shout out to your brother and sister or? Nah. No, no shout out to the Sibs. So Colin, there was a little bit of an incident with your cell phone earlier in the week. Would you just tell us maybe what happened? No, you got to tell us, tell us what happened with your cell phone this week. I don't know. You don't know. Does uh, your cell phone work right now? Oh, no, no, it doesn't, because I forgot my password, and now I can't no, get it. No, no, wait a second. Wait, wait, you did not forget it. Let's back it. up for a second. Okay, so you had a passcode on your phone, and it was, like, simple, whatever it was. Yeah. And then you decided to change it, mm-hmm. and then you tried to remember it about 90 seconds later, and what happened? Well, I failed. I couldn't remember it. Then I got locked out. It's pretty, pretty sad. This happened on Tuesday, and what day? It's Friday. Yep. Still locked out, right? Yeah. Such a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cully Bear, you are our very first interview we've ever had on this podcast. We are so glad that it could be you. Any last parting words before we go to break? Yes, actually. Uh, um, I don't start fights. I finish them. Thank you. Calling out. Wow. I thought, I thought for sure I was getting a Jamie's the best aunt ever, but... No, I don't start fights. I finish them is how we'd like to finish the podcast. All right. And with that, we'll be back in just a second with more of this podcast. 
All right, we are back. And we started a new thing last week, James, where we talked about a new food that we had tried with our, what do we call it? What did you call it? Snack attack. Snack attack. Snack attack. Okay, so uh, this was something that stuck out to both of us. Now, uh, there is a very, in our area, it's a big gas station chain. It's called Quick Trip, and it starts with a K. So just because there's Quick Trips in Arizona that were Q. Anyway, so Quick Trip, it started in Wisconsin. They're huge. They are, initially what they did is they were like the pretend grocery store in a lot of small towns, and they carried like potatoes and onions and stuff like that. The one in the small town next to us is ginormous. Like, yes. It is a grocery it store. Is. I'm like, dang. They do. It's huge. So they kind of fill that need in a lot of places, but now they're everywhere. So they have their own brand of soda, and it's called Fago, and it's F-A-Y-G-O. So I'd never had it before last week. Had you had it before then? No. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen no. it, but Okay. So they came out with a flavor this time called Firework. Jamie, would you just describe what this tasted like and what it looked like and all that? It was white and had red, white, and light blue and dark blue stripes on it. And it had a bomb pop on it. And it tasted like a liquid bomb pop. And that is a good thing, obviously. It was delicious. Um, I will say I it could use more um, fizz. Like it... Yes. Felt juicy almost, and I don't like that with soda. Like I, I want my soda to be very fizzy. I wondered if because Jacob has to move this stuff around and whatnot, like if uh, it shook up or whatnot. Because I think it's just full of sugar, so there isn't enough room for the fizz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just melted bomb pops, yes. added a little carbonation, and called it a day. Yeah, it was delicious though. It was really. I good. mean, I wouldn't drink a whole bottle, but no, but it was really fun. And like for this summer, and bomb pops make me think of summer. I thought it was great. Uh, okay, so moving on, money minute. This week, I just had this experience, and I wanted to speak to this kind of in a bigger deal or bigger context. So met with a, a client this week, or a future client, about to become a client, let's just say that. And he's in his late 80s, and we were talking about income tax. And he has never used a financial advisor before, and he is not, uh, he's never, a lot of people have somebody who does their taxes, but they aren't somebody who thinks about their overall situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when I go get my oil changed, the guy's not thinking about the other parts of my car. He's just changing the oil. And that's kind of how a lot of tax preparers are. So uh, in this case, this guy has just been paying like thousands and thousands of dollars in unnecessary taxes for a lot of years because his goal is actually to help grandkids go to college. And there's just a really simple way he could have done this. And I just, I sat there and he's like, I'm writing this check every quarter for income taxes. All this to say, I know, like, I know for me personally, I know it's not free to work with me. I totally get that. It's not free to work with an accountant. It's not free to work with a lawyer. I mean, those all cost money. But I'm just going to say this. In your life, if you have a good accountant, if you have a good lawyer, you have a good financial advisor, it will pay for itself like a hundred times. And it's just, I don't know. It makes me sad sometimes when I run into people like this. And he wasn't anti-working with an advisor. He just never had anybody say, hey, you could do this and this and this. And it was so simple. Like, sometimes I have to do all this complex stuff to help people. This is, like, insanely simple, and it's going to save him thousands and thousands of dollars uh, in taxes going forward for the rest of his life. It's just kind of a cool thing. I'm kind of in the camp that says always work with an expert because they know things you don't, but I also know that costs a lot of money. So, But that's just always... I don't understand why people don't... Like, the people who try and do their own stock trading oh. and crap like that, I just am like, I mean, more power to you. Go right ahead if that's fun for you. But, like, I guarantee you're missing something because you can't be an expert in everything. And 
I think the same thing about, like, I've had conversations with people about, like, you know, fixing things on their car or whatever, and then they break something else, or it takes them 20, 20 times longer than it would just take an expert to do it. I just am like, pay the expert, make sure it's done right and well, and I don't know, that's just my philosophy. Well, and the hard part, you mentioned people that trade their own stocks and stuff. All we hear about is their wins. We never hear about their losses. Uh, yeah. People just brag about their wins. And I know the statistics. I know how it works out. Like the easiest way to become, you know, to have a million dollars as a day trader is to start with $2 million. Like you are going to lose if you're trying to be that person. So you I literally just, think it's just like, you know, putting some money somewhere, but then you have tax laws and you have all this other stuff that you don't know anything about, which I know nothing about. Thankfully, I have you and my brother and... I don't need to know because there's experts who know. And I think that we should let our experts handle things more than we, you know, try and save ourselves a dollar and then we end up losing money in I the totally long agree. run. I will say this, like, as a sympathetic comment, I think it's really hard to find a good accountant. I think it's really hard to find a good lawyer. Like, I think those things are really hard. I, because I know a lot of them, I don't think it's super hard to find a good financial advisor. We but know lots of good financial advisors. Lots of them. But I just, when I look at... I don't know. I just have in my career trying to help people find people. And a lot of times people are working with really subpar people in those areas. So I, I get the problem of trying to find those, but man, it's just find somebody good. Okay. So next, James, uh, we've been talking about PRs. And um, so tell me, uh, so I would tell you, I'll do my PR quick and then you can do yours. So we did something on Saturday called Serve the City. This is something that happens. Uh, a bunch of churches across the country do this. They this one Saturday in the summer, go around serve the city. And you have had over the last few months, like tons of extra things going on and lots. And so there's kind of more of this expectation that instead of us leading this together, I had to do more of the work on this. And in my mind, I'm like, well, it's going to go fine because that's my default answer to things. But also in the back of my mind was this picture of like a burning car falling off like a cliff. (laughs) And that was me leading this thing. And I think overall, I think it went really well. It went great. I'm really happy. And so it just... Um, I did help a bit uh, behind the scenes, but I you, you definitely like I was not on the front running with this one. It, I've just done the last few and needed a break. No, nope, so. you've done great. I, I shouldn't have made, I didn't mean to minimize it. You, you did tons in this one, even in the foreground. It's just, I felt like normally I feel like the weight's on our shoulders and for, I felt more that the weight was more on my shoulders at this point. So anyway, that was, my PR was that it went really well. I like that because normally I feel like the weight's on my shoulders. Yeah, you do. I'm sure you do. Do you have a PR for the week, Jay? I do have a PR. I actually thought of this one um, for last week and totally forgot it. And then I was going to mention it somewhere else too. Oh, in our small group, we do PRs now because we think it's kind of fun to just hear what other people, you know, the good things are doing in their own lives. Anyway... <laughs> But now I finally remembered it, so you get to hear it. Um, One of the things, I I don't know if this is intentional or just, like, happens, but one of the things I've been doing less of, not none, but less of, is stalking my children, my older children, on Life360, and I think that's a PR for me. That's great. Um, Why why do you stalk our kids, and why have you been stalking them less? I I stalk our kids because my primal question is, am I safe? And I want my kids to be safe, and so... Um, I'm always making, you know, just, I don't, I don't stock them like, what are they doing? I'm not worried about what they're doing. I'm stocking them like, okay, did they get there? You know, are they safe on the way there? Are they on their phone? Are they, you know, going too fast? Things like that. So, um, but I've also been reading this book about, from a military mom. She has 
four children and all four of them are in the military has a really cool story and she helps new parents that are you know sending their kids off to the military mostly with the naval academy and so um i can't remember her name but her book is called her instagram handle it's the same as her book it's called be safe love mom and it's all about essentially you're not going to know where your kid is for sometimes months on end and i mean the book is rocky me i literally cry through the whole entire thing not a place i ever thought i would be but also i'm super excited for my son and the dreams he has and so anyways i think part of it is me just saying okay i got to you know let go a little bit inch by inch as i let go of him need to just like allow him to be in the world without me knowing exactly where he is and what he's doing and who he's with and when he's going to be home and um yeah so it's really good do you stalk me on life 360 not really unless i'm trying to figure out if you're on your way home or not so that's something that has diminished as well like you used to spend more time paying attention where i was yeah i would text you when you were in the chick-fil-a parking lot and i was at (laughs) home with three babies and like where's my chick-fil-a Yes. No, I, I mean, I'll, every once in a while, I'll look like you'll leave work in the middle of the day and I'm like, Oh, is he coming home? Is he going to an appointment? Like, sure. you know, cause my, it gives me notifications for when people leave, like, you know, the certain locations places. we yeah. set up. So every once in a while I'll look at it, but no, I definitely do not suck you. I used to, like, I would watch you drive all the way to work 50 minutes. I would just like, shut up. I wouldn't like watch like the whole entire time, but I would Check you it know, like three or four times. Yeah, I'd check it like, or I'd have it on next. That's a to really me good PR, by the way. I really like that because I think <laughs> because I'm not stalking you. As well, much. yeah, like, <laughs> but just but just think about it. Like you're like it's a growth thing. Yep. You were here. Now you're here. It's a better place you're in now than you were. That's awesome. That's why we do PRs. I'm proud of you. Good stuff. Thanks. Okay, so we're gonna talk. We'll do a stupid fight of the week. Stupid fight of the week. I think you're, it's funny when you talk about the restaurant and the experience because that easily could be it. Uh, but one thing that happens is so to prep for a podcast and just to set the tone. I when we started a podcast, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like I know how to do nothing, and so we are trying to figure out how. We got the wrong microphones. We, we got did. the wrong cords. We didn't know how to plug it into our computer. It was a whole. It was hot mess. We finally had a friend come and. It took like help us get through some of it. I think from the moment we got the stuff and we're ready to leave the pocket, it was probably like a good month of figuring out all the crap and ordering the right things. Well, I originally bought it in December. I know, and then we returned. And then we returned it all because we're like, yeah, we don't really have the time. We're too busy. And then we ordered it again like in April, right? After our. Marriage retreat. Which is that? Inception. Am I right? April. Yeah. Okay. April. So one of the things that's really hard is you have to do like, and I completely understand. For a, a long time after college or during college and afterwards, I played in a band, and you would have to do sound check, and sound check is stupid. Like it's annoying, and you're standing in front of a microphone, and you feel like a complete idiot. But still got to do it. So we sit down every week when we do this podcast, and we do a sound check because I need to check that everything's good, and sometimes it's not, and I have to fix a bunch of stuff or whatever. And it generally doesn't go great. It's getting better, but just kind of let's talk about that. Like, talk about how this goes, Jim. For, okay, for an introvert who doesn't, like, really like talking all that much, on top of the fact that, like, small talk is, like, the, like, cringy for me, (laughs) there's nothing I have to say into a microphone for this, so... Can I give you a sample of what Jamie sounds like in soundcheck? Because you hear her voice right now. This is what Jamie sounds like in soundcheck. She goes, hey, 
okay, check, one, two. That is check, not what I check, do. One, I don't two. ever talk that quiet. And then, then you have Scott who like can tell the same story to 850 people. Like It's a good story. If you haven't heard the fact that the high V in town sells ribs Wednesday through Sunday <laughs> at noon and four. Like he can just small talk about nothing. I'm like, nobody cares about the dumb ribs at high V. Oh, people Turns care. Turns out people care, but people I care. don't. They are good ribs. Good um, advertising. Maybe we can get high V to sponsor us. Too. I've heard the story a thousand times. It's because it's good. And okay. when, so one, so go ahead. this, this isn't, we're not going to talk about the story. The story's not the point. The point is you can talk about anything to anyone. Uh, like, even last night, you were telling... I don't even know. We went out to dinner with friends, and you were telling them about something, and I was like, literally, you've told everyone this story, and nobody cares. Wow. I don't remember what it was. Um, Ouch. But you just can talk about Dagger nothing. Heart. Like, you can get up there and probably start quoting, I don't know, like, sports statistics, NASCAR or something. I mean, anything. It doesn't matter. Soundtrack is fine for you, but for me, you're like, talk. I'm like... Oh, talk. Just talk. Like, so I don't just talk. The t- so as it's hard to tell this, but if you know Jamie, her voice carries. And it's a, it's a strong voice. I have a loud voice. We are loud people. Like, our, if Jamie and I are doing something and we're both involved, it's going to be loud. So I need the, like, volume of what Jamie's going to do in real life. I need it to be happening in the microphone when I do sound check. Because otherwise... She does her sound check. I'm right here. What do you want me to say? What did I say? And it's like, like you do. It's like a whisper. It's like you're messing with me. And Uh, then, then write me a script to sound check with. You can just read an article or whatever else. I did. I read your. I read your notes today. It was great. (laughs) It's perfect. We got a great sound check in today. Okay, James. uh, Can I just tell you something? You were amazing today. Oh, amazing! This was a fantastic (laughs) podcast. I'm proud of us, and I can't wait to do it again. Thanks again for listening in as we unpack our stories. Our prayer is that they give you a greater hope and a glimpse of the God of the impossible. Shout out to Lemon Music Studio for letting us use your incredible song. See you next week.